Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Just barely, just barely, I got to tell you, <laughs> sliding under home plate this morning, under the tag this morning. But uh, we are here, and we are, in fact, uh, rocking and rolling. I'm on 1150 KKNW and on uh, Facebook as well. I am just back from a long road trip. I did, uh, went down to... Uh, to, I went down to Christmas for uh, California. I went down to California for Christmas, down to uh, my sister's, and had a great time. Uh, driving was precarious, to say the least, until I got below Eugene on Christmas, uh, the day before Christmas Eve, as it was, but it was the really the only way to go. Uh, it, if you were trying to get on a plane, you weren't going to go anywhere. It was that simple with the weather that we had last week. And I know we talked about the weather last week and talked about, uh, you know, so much of uh, what had gone on at the transportation quagmire that was visited upon us, uh, p- particularly by one airline. But, <clears throat> I mean, you know, the blame kind of goes around, doesn't it? I mean, it's not just Southwest Airlines that you can look at and say, okay, this is all their fault. Uh, this was just the weather. And when we live up here in this beautiful part of the country, it is part of the price we pay for that. Um, the occasional insane storm that comes along and changes everything. Uh, I know a lot of people that weren't lucky enough to get out of, uh, 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 of Dodge here. And I know people that are still stuck, especially um, <clears throat> in places like Denver and the Bay Area that haven't gotten out yet. That are still, you know, um, Southwest people that are still stuck in, uh, in, 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 you know, hotel rooms and sleeping in airports. It, I mean, it's easing. It's moving now, but the... Um, residue from that uh, disastrous couple of days will be with us um, for a while. And, you know, it's easy just to point a finger at an airline and say, it's your fault. And it probably is much their fault for not updating systems and so on and so forth. But uh, you're messing with people's lives. So I was blessed and happy to be able to have a piece of transportation, this um, incredible Toyota Tundra pickup truck that I've been driving for the last week and change that in essence will plow through just about anything. I mean, I've spent now uh, over a week in this truck uh, and I, I can't say enough about it. It easily handled, you know, the only thing, it's not going to handle ice. Nothing handles ice. The snow plows are sliding sideways down the highway when you see ice. But 
as far as going through snow, going through uh, adverse weather conditions, going through high, you know, higher water, not high water, higher water, and uh, and being comfortable in doing it, it, uh, it the, the truck was a godsend. And it was, uh, I drove down and back, and it was raining almost the entire way. It just stopped raining when I got north of, um, maybe north of Chico, California, which is uh, 100 miles above Sacramento. And it was really, uh, it was, um, it was a, a beautiful truck on the road in the rain. You put it in four-wheel drive, use, you know, uses gas in the four-wheel drive, but it was, uh, you know, it was a, a truck that you could, I don't know, you felt confident in driving. So, and we'll talk about it. We'll look, we'll do a review on it later, but I wouldn't, uh, it would have been a tough, tough ride in a Hyundai or a Chevy or, you know, a regular passenger car. Uh, you talk about, I'm so lucky in that, in, well, I'm lucky that I, you know, I, I mean, uh, let's face it, I get a, a new car every week. So, uh, <laughs> how much unlucky could you be? Uh, I, I say my blessings every week when uh, they, they bring the, the new car and say, here, use this car for a week. And uh, I evaluate it and I let you know about it. And, um, you know, and we, uh, and, and we try to give, you know, we try to make things fun and everything. We, um, we are going to continue that into the new year. This is the last day of 2022. It's been a strange year. It's had some great ups this year. We've had some, uh, some pretty low downs. And, but I think that means compared to the two years previous to it, um, that, that things are on the upswing, uh, both for this show and for life in general. I mean, I always care about this show. Obviously, uh, this is a thing that, um, you know, that is so near and dear to my heart. And uh, the listeners and the people that, that call me and text me and uh, talk to me about cars, well, about everything, but cars and and the different um, elements of the show uh, are so dear and close to my heart. And I really, uh, I want to wish you all a happy new year and wish you all uh, success and happiness in the new year. So tough today to, uh, to find happiness. Now, just two minutes before the show, and I, um, you know, it's, it's so funny because sometimes you just, uh, you look at, at, at down at your phone before you do something. You come on and you see something and it affects you. And it shakes you and it just turns your world a little bit on its side. And that's why I'm looking for this, um, this note that I just uh, uh, commented on not but uh, two minutes ago. As I was, matter of fact, it was one of the reasons I was, uh, I was late. It was, it was kind of tough to see, but, well, you know what? I know the gist of it. I don't have to find it. Um, I just opened up my, uh, my 
emails and stuff this morning. Uh, and I've been behind schedule because I was on the road. Um, but to find that my good friend and one of my one of my mentors in this automotive thing that I do is um, leaving the business or leaving the, her company. I don't know if she's leaving the business, but she's leaving the company that she's with, which is Stellantis uh, Dodge and Chrysler. And she is the she used to be the West Coast person. Now she. Uh, Oddly enough, uh, a couple of years after she moved to become the East Coast PR person for Chrysler, I moved to the East Coast. And I got, and I, you know, I knew Lisa Barrow when she was here, but our paths crossed back East. And we, um, we just formed one of those relationships where you hit it off. And you become friends and you become, uh, you know, more than that. She's guested on this show. She's an accomplished motorcycle rider. She's been all over the world. If you look on the drive time uh, page, there's pictures of her in Afghanistan on a motorcycle. I mean, she's really, uh, she's been an inspiration to me and to uh, my business, what I've chosen to do for the rest of my broadcast career, which is to talk to you about cars. And sports and other stuff, but to have a show where I used to do a few minutes that we could expand on things to open up our horizons a little bit about the automotive world, especially at such an exciting time when uh, the automotive world is changing so much. And Lisa has been an advisor and a, and a confidant and somebody I could truthfully run things by and talk to. And um, and you just don't meet people like that in your life anymore. People are different now than that. They don't have time for you anymore. Lisa always has time to talk to somebody, spend a few minutes with somebody, uh, at a, to sit at a car show. You know, uh, I would see her all the time going to Detroit or New York or to Los Angeles and to sit with Lisa for a couple of minutes as a matter of fact, uh, I'm, I'm sure many of you know this. I've harped on it enough. Uh, five, six years ago, I was in a coma. And my goal was to get out of the hospital and get to the New York Auto Show. No matter how I had to go. If, I, if they had to take me there in an ambulance, I was going to the New York Auto Show. That was going to be my Come back. I wanted to do two things that year. Um, go to Mets opening day at City Field and to go to the car show, the, the New York Auto Show, and be there. And it looked like I was going to make it. I had arranged a scooter and everything so I could scoot around. Um, a few other things that I had to get done so that I would get there. But um, unfortunately, the doctors did not give me the clearance to go, which was heartbreaking. So the opening day of the show, I start getting pictures from, from Lisa, who's at the auto show. And she took, a, you know, one of those things like you put on the stick, uh, you know, a photo like that. And she just taped it to all of, all of the cars that she walked by would send me a picture of it. So in essence, 
in Lisa's mind, I was at the show. Even though I was in a, a hospital, uh, you know, 10 miles away, uh, it, it was one of the most kind and um, wonderful things that anybody has uh, had done for me in a long time. And um, that's the kind of person that, that she is. She uh, she is just one of those people that they don't make them like that anymore. So I don't know. I haven't talked to you yet. Like I said, I haven't talked to Lisa yet because I haven't seen this. I just saw this this morning. And um, so I will know more about her. But, I, you know, I, I mean, I don't know that you care about that. But I think what you should care about at this, is that there are people like this left in the world. There are people like this uh, that care about other people, that love other people unconditionally, that accept people for what who they are. And, and there are people like this left in the world. And boy, if we could all take a little piece of Lisa and put it in our hearts, uh, this would be a lot better world. So uh, Lisa Barrow, whatever you go on to do next, Whatever uh, uh, horizon, I hope that uh, somehow in some small way I'll be a part of it. And if um, if not, I hope that uh, that you find that, that wherever you go, whatever you do, you find as much happiness as you uh, have brought people. And as much happiness as uh, you have brought uh, me in my life. You are an extraordinary human being. And um, and like I said, I wish you and your husband, Jack, uh, all the success and all the love in the world. Because you're that kind of people. You are, <clears throat> you are without a doubt, that kind of person. Those kind of people. All right, enough of that. Um, it's been a crazy morning. The Pope passed away last night. Pope Benedict, not not the present Pope, but the 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 old Pope, the Pope in waiting. I got no, 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 no. The Pope Emeritus, Emeritus, excuse me. The Pope Emeritus has uh, passed away. Uh, Benedict, he's gone. Um, be honest with you, and again, I don't want to go off into religion, but it's uh, a sad that he, he's passed away. 95 years old, he lived a life. Um, cars, though. Oh, there's some stuff to talk about with cars. Uh, today, let's see. Yeah, today is... What I think, it's been a crazy year in automobiles. It has been a year that has been nothing short of unbelievable. The electrics really made their marks. The landscape changed so much in automobiles. We now are back to uh, dealers having cars again. I mean, you started this year, you couldn't get a car if you wanted one. Uh, dealers, uh, factories, chip shortages, everything that was going on conspired to keep cars away from the the dealerships. And it was a tough year for automotive, but yet also a good year because we've seen two things that happened 
in this year. Number one, the prices of used cars, which were absolutely ridiculous and remain so, at least started to come down. So if you are in the market for a late model used car today, on this last day of 2022, you are in much better shape today than you would be on this day last year. Because the prices have dropped. The bubble that was, that had car companies like Carvana and Zoom and, and so, was it Zoom or Twist? I forget I mean, what the car companies are. All of these used car companies that were going out and buying cars at top dollar over what they were worth. I mean, I have several friends that sold cars earlier this year for way more, thousands more than they were worth. And the reason for that being simply is that there was such a demand for used cars because the prices, the average cost of a new car had gone up. $46,000 is the average sale of a new car. $46,000. The manufacturers have priced cars, new cars, out of the realm of possibility for many people. So now, today, if you are, and I believe this will remain true for next year as well, we will continue to see the price of used cars drop. If you're going to buy a used car, don't go out and buy it today. Hang on if you can. Because the market is going to drop and it's going to drop big time. Uh, for a number of reasons, which I won't go into today. But sometime in January, we will do a show and we will have the, uh, try to have the guys from YAA back. Because they really follow this stuff, uh, Zach and his dad. <clears throat> uh, they really follow this stuff, um, you know, every day to the bone. And uh, a great, you know, great uh, website and a tool, uh, the guys at YAA. <coughs> and, excuse me. And they're convinced, uh, uh, as are many analysts in this industry, if you look at the reports that come through uh, that used cars are going to take a dive in this next year. So um, if you have to buy one, don't do it now. Now, sales will remain strong, but you'll get more of a bang for your buck. The uh, Already we're seeing uh, prices that are down below Blue Book on these cars. So that's a good thing. Consequently... If you are going to buy a new car, the next eight hours, I mean, I don't know what time dealers are going to stay open until today. It's 825 now. Most of them are open and ready to do business. If you are going to buy a new car, now, I would say to you that probably the best advice is to hang on, but if you're hell-bent on buying a new car, today is the day to buy it. You couldn't have picked a better day this year than to go out and buy a new car. Because it is New Year's Eve. There are cars on lots. 
that have to be pushed. There are 22 models that have to be pushed out in favor of the 23s. If you follow the Costco car program, you'll see that they are running specials on Chevys and on Volvos. Volvo used to be such a big car here in the Northwest, and I don't know that it's that way here anymore. I don't I don't see the numbers here that I used to see in Volvos. Uh, Subaru has kind of taken over that place. But there are deals to be had out there if you are in the market for a used car. Uh, excuse me, a new car. So I was getting my my, uh, my cars confused. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey, I get confused. What can I tell you? Um, but, yeah, if you saw something, especially um, if it's a, a standard uh, sedan, like uh, an Elantra, something like that, uh, you know, a Hyundai or a Kia or something like that. There's a lot of cars to move out. They have cars. You go to the lots on Aurora, you go to the lots uh, everywhere, you, uh, you see cars. So the idea that you'd have to pay over um, sticker price for a car right now, it's a very narrow category of car that you would have to do that for. So if you are in the market for a new car, if you've decided that this is the time that you need it, that your old car is falling apart, New York Vinny says today, go out and buy a car. You will cut your best deal today. Um, there are so many incredible uh, you know, uh, uh, deals out there, but even on the electrics, which you know have been tougher, even Tesla has dropped their price. Even Tesla is um, like their stock. Their price is dropping. Uh, but even Tesla, I think, has $6,000 rebates. Uh, there's a few things going on with the, with the electric car rebates. But if you're in the market for a Chevy Bolt, if you're in the market for a Mustang Mach-E, if you're in the market for a Tesla, Today is the day that you want to go up to your dealer and cut a good deal and walk in knowing that you have this information that they got to move cars today. Today's the day that they got to get rid of cars. So it, it is the best de deal of the year, or the best day of the year to cut a deal at your dealer. And... Um, again, as I as I tell you, we have learned on this show, when you go to buy a car at a dealer, know what you're doing. Don't go in like uh, uh, like Mr. Green Jeans in the overalls and looking around and going, golly, gee willikers. Know what you're doing, not only when you cut the deal for the car, but when you're sitting in the finance room and they're trying to sell you 9,000 uh, things. Uh, I, I, you know, some of the things are ridiculous. All of the menu items, I guess they call them that. The F&I person, the finance and insurance person in the uh, office there is going to try to sell you. Not a lot of stuff there that you need. You don't need hydrogen-filled tires or helium-filled tires or, I don't know, atomic-filled tires or whatever. They, you don't need that. You don't need that. There are there are many 
uh, extended warranties that you don't need that they're going to try to sell you. When you go in and buy these cars, shop around for these things. Don't just take the dealer's word for it. Go in with your financing. Call your credit union. Call, you know, go in and get financing. Financing on cars right now is ridiculous. I mean, it's three, four percent. You can do better than what the dealer is going to give you. And remember, and, and this comes from the guys at YAA. Uh, this comes from the people who uh, are, are experienced. Don't go on the payment price. Go on the price that the car is going to cost you out the door. That's the price you want to know. And I'm not plagiarizing these guys. I just that they give such good advice that, uh, and, I, and again, I've said, if you, you know, join YAA. As, uh, we talked about it on the Christmas list. These guys, when it comes to buying a car, uh, know what they're talking about. And I have been buying cars for many years, and they know stuff that, that that I never thought of. And I consider myself a pretty good person to buy a car for, to to buy a car. I know what I'm doing when I walk in there. I know what I want. I know what I don't want, and I know pretty much how to get it because I have the one great tool that you need when you're buying a car, and that is the ability to walk away. The ability to walk away when you go in to buy a car will serve you in in, 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 in an unbelievable way. It's like, and, and I guess maybe you learn this from experience in your life. You have to know how to say no when you're, when you're out there buying a car. It's your biggest tool. No, I don't want the... Uh, uh, Luxo car washes a week. I don't want the uh, super wax. I don't want the this. I don't want the that. I want the car. And the dealers are going to roust you because they're, they're making money on all of that stuff. Everything you buy in a dealership, everything you sign for, everything you check off in that dealership, you're going to pay for. And if they say, uh, I don't, you know, I don't want it. You tell them you don't want it. If they if, if they say you got to have it, thank you. I'll go somewhere else. So, again, if you're in the market for a car today uh, and, uh, you, you know, you're thinking today's the day I'm going to buy the car for whatever reason, uh, it would be a great idea to, uh, to get out there, go shopping today. I expect that the dealer lots are going to be full, uh, maybe fuller than we've seen them in a long time. People trying to get in on a deal. And good luck if you uh, if you go out there and you buy something. I hope it, uh, you know, new cars. It, I don't know. There's nothing in the world like owning a new car. <clears throat> There's something about owning a new car. Uh, and, and, you know, it's funny because I get it. Even sometimes when they deliver me um, a car that has not a lot of miles on it. Sometimes I'll get a car with 600, 300 miles on it. 600 miles on it, just been broken in, just come from the factory. And there's something about getting in that car. It's the smell. It's that the seats aren't bounced in. It's that the there's no marks on it anywhere. You know, there's no scuff marks on the door. or Everything is, uh, everything is in perfect shape. 
there's something about that. I don't know if that's just built into the American DNA or if that's something that is uh, worldwide. Uh, you know, I've often wondered if when they, uh, you go to the dealer and buy a car in England or in Australia, that you get that same feeling of um, freedom, accomplishment, uh, pride. There's, there's so many feelings that go along with it, but there's really a, you know, there's a, a romantic thing that goes on when you uh, go out to buy a new car. Let's bring in our good friend, Nathan, who has been, uh, I'm sure, waiting in the ring, in the, in the ring, in the wings. <laughs> no, Nathan, I'm not drinking this morning. I, I promise you, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting till tonight to have my champagne. How are you, Nathan? I'm doing excellent. And happy New Year's Eve to you, Vinny. Happy New Year's Eve to you, too. Now, does a young man like you have big plans, Nathan? Ah, uh, well, if it counts working, then yes. Uh, you're working on New Year's Eve all night? Uh, no, nah, I'll be going uh, home. And my brother's actually in town, too, so i uh, get to visit with him for the New Year and spend it with my uh, whole immediate family. Awesome. Awesome. How was the, how was the well, we talked after Christmas. Yeah, we talked after Christmas. Um, did you have a good uh, week this uh, this kind of crazy week? You didn't get stuck in the snow or anything anywhere, did you? Thankfully, it was uneventful. No issues with the snow. It was actually more difficult to walk around. I think we talked about that last week, but yeah. that was really the dangerous part was walking around all the sidewalks and driveways. And once you got onto the roads with your car, it was just fine. Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, it was it was crazy all over. Although I, I I will report to you that there was absolutely no snow on any beach in California that I drove onto. I couldn't find any anywhere. There you or, go. You know, part of the beach. So, well, that's uh, that's um, that's a fine thing, Nathan. That's a, a wonderful uh, a wonderful thing. And uh, do you have a New Year's resolution? Uh, uh, even an automotive resolution? Is there anything that's ticking on in your uh, and that tall head of yours about uh, what you're going to change for the new year? Oh, gee, not in a market for a new car yet. I'm still waiting for the warranty on my car to, you know, expire. So really nothing on the lines for a car in that matter. Okay, good, good. Uh, I, I was, you know, I thought about doing uh, New Year's car resolutions, but I, it started to sound weak to me. The more I thought about it, it sounded like eh, something anybody would uh would do now. I've been working on Nathan the um, the video award for this year for 2022, which is going to be um, you know the top five cars that I did not want to give back, and we will do that show next week. But I failed to last week tell you this, and 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 uh, I. I I was wanted you to uh, compile a list of Nathan's favorites. So if there are, uh, I, I mean, are, are there any, and I, I'm not going to put you on the spot to do it now, but by next week, maybe you can have three or four that you looked at that you liked, uh, that you thought, boy, I ought to just hit Vinny in the back of the head and take that car and drive it myself. Uh, I don't know, all the cars you drove? <laughs> yeah, out of all the cars I drove, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, you, you, you pay attention to what I drive. So, um, 
so yeah, you could you could put a little. Is there any one or two that stick out in your head off the top of your head? Uh, well, the first thing that comes to mind is something you have not driven yet, so that doesn't count. That would okay, be the that? Hyundai Elantra N. Yeah. Okay. I'm. Uh, I think I'm on the list for that, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Well, we'll save it for maybe the 2023, you know, top five list. We should all be so lucky. Um. So. All right. Anything else? Oh, good question. So many cars. I got to go with, you know, the Mustang Mach-E GT is another big one. Yeah, that was, uh, that's on the, that's, that is in the, made the cut uh, for the top, uh, for the top five. It is, I, I wouldn't say if it's in the top five, we wouldn't say that till next week, but it's certainly, um, and you know, when you go back and you listen to some of the shows and you listen to the effusiveness that I had about some of these cars, and it uh, it's kind of, you know, it's hard to choose five sometimes. It really uh, is. The only, the only thing this year, it's different. And I won't say which one it is right now. But I did have a car that once I drove it, it was, it was um, all right, somebody's got to beat this. That was the... Uh, that was the thing with, with that particular car. Uh, it was, and, and that rarely happens. But it was like th- this car, when I sat in it, when I drove it, it was so good. It was so unique. It was so different that um, I drove it, I don't know, mid-year, somewhere around there. And I just, um, I said, this is, this is so far as the champion who, come on, somebody beat this. And so that will be revealed next week as well. But it was, um, you know, it's a, uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's hard to do in one respect that you are trying to have a broad list of cars. And then you also have to look at, like you were saying before, um, not just, uh, you know, the cause that I like, but the cause that is so spectacular in what they do. You know, the premise for this show is simply, does the car do what it's supposed to do? Does the, When you go into a dealership and you ask, say, to the, to the car salesman, uh, what, uh, you know, I, I need a car to go back and forth from work. I want to go shopping three times a week. I got to pick my kids up from school. Now, if that salesman tries to sell you that Camaro that's on the floor, that's not going to be a good car for you. Unless you have one kid and you like to drive fast and you like the kid to be scrunched down. And you like to be scrunched down. And you drove a Camaro for a time this year, Nathan, so you know what I'm talking about, right? Exactly. It is a scrunching vehicle. It's a scrunching vehicle for me, and I'm half your size. Uh, uh, vertically. So the premise of this show and my looking at cars has always been, does it do what it's supposed to do? If it is a Z06 Corvette, does it go fast? Does it excite you when you drive it? Or is it too much of a pain in the butt to drive? Um, It's one of the reasons why the Viper, the Dodge Viper, never made my top list. It's a great car. It's a fast car. 
but it is a pain in the butt to drive. It, it, it's really not a, um, a street vehicle. You know, you have to step over exhaust pipes to get into it. I mean, it's really uh, a great car. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad they made it. I'm glad that there's people that love them. I'm glad there's, there's people that bring them to cars and coffee. But the idea that you would buy that car, uh, it doesn't do what it should do, which is give you an enjoyable ride out on the road. It'll blow anything away on the track. But it's not, it's it's not, you know, I was, it's funny when I had that car for a week, the last time I had that car for a week, I actually couldn't wait to give it back. I was like, it's a great car. I love it. But I burned my leg two times on the exhaust pipe. Uh, it was just, it was, this is a great car, but it's just a pain in the ass to drive. And so, uh, you know, a great car cannot make the list. So. We are going to um, we're going to get all of this stuff uh, together next week and get everything uh, get everything rocking for you. So we'll have a little uh, a little pageant, a little talk about the cars, and uh, we'll reveal the top five cars that I did not want to give back and award the top one, uh, the 2022 Vinny. I'm sure that manufacturers all over the place will be jumping up and down. <clears throat> about that and getting that uh, award. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm still, I'm, I'm a little, from the drive up, I'm still a little uh, hoarse. All that's, <clears throat> all of that singing in the car is what does it. Okay. Um, another thing that uh, I wanted to, to uh, uh, highlight today, because I, I love industrious people. Nathan, you're an industrious young man, aren't you? I would say so. Okay. I love people that take initiative. I love people that see a problem and say, how do I solve this problem? How do I fix this? How do I make mankind better? Well, let's not go overboard. But how do I make things better for, you know, for, for myself? And when I was down in the Bay Area, and, you know, there's been so much wacko automotive news out of the Bay Area. Don't forget, remember the Batmobile story out of San Mateo, the guy that, that uh, bought the Batmobile and they sent the sheriff to Indiana to go seize the guy who was building the Batmobile and bring him back to California and that whole thing. And then it's just in the same place, not but 10 blocks away, 15 blocks away from where that all went on, uh, they found a car buried in the backyard of this guy, you know, this, this this house in Atherton, which is a very uh, nice section of the Bay Area, rich section, uh, you know, ball players, and it's kind of the Beverly Hills in many ways of uh, the San Francisco suburbs. Um, some guy went down, went to drill something in his backyard and hit on something hard, and they found like a 67 Mercury in there. I guess this guy had done an insurance job on his car. And instead of just, you know, taking it out and burning it or whatever, he just buried it in the backyard. I'm thinking to myself, it must have cost him more to bury the car than he got for the car. They didn't find any bodies in it. They didn't, you know, there's nothing, nothing nefarious 
about it, except that he defrauded his insurance company, which, you know, isn't, uh, isn't nice to do, or at least the people in the insurance company will tell you that. A lot of people will tell you, yeah, yeah I've got one over the insurance company, but we all pay for that. Um, so, so, uh, so the Bay Area has been a place where automotive news has been made. And uh, uh, sure enough, last week, more automotive news. And this is a scam I'm going to tell you about, and you better watch for it. Because I have to think that this isn't the only guy that thought of this. But I will tell you that when I finish telling you what it is, you're going to think it's a brilliant idea. You're going to say to yourself, this kid, I think it was an 18-year-old kid that did it, 19-year-old kid. This kid was thinking. Anytime you want to say that the youth of today is not thinking, remember this story. Santa Cruz, California. I love Santa Cruz. It's a little beachside town. They got a monarch butterflies hanging in trees and owls and an amusement park and a boardwalk and uh, the University of Santa Cruz. It's, uh, it's, you know, University of California, Santa Cruz, the banana slug, I believe, is their uh, team mascot. Great place. Used to love going down there when I lived in the Bay Area, spending a week. Uh, it's the Jersey Shore of California. <clears throat> so naturally, a lot of tourists, a lot of visitors, a lot of people in and out, right? And it's also a town that likes to write parking tickets. They get a good piece of their um, income every year by people who park by the beach. You know, you can park across from the from the boardwalk and a lot of people will just Park there, leave there. You know, they encourage you for two-hour parking. But, you know, maybe you go out the first two hours. But after the first two hours, you take the ticket. You say, oh, I'm not going to walk across the hot beach. Uh, you know. And you get, a, you get a whatever it is, $20 ticket, $25 ticket, whatever it is. And you take it, you pay it. Because you're a dot-com millionaire and you don't really care. Money means nothing to you. So anyway, this kid, this 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 kid is is in his uh, in his basement. I guess I don't know where he is, but it's in his basement. And he says, "You know what? There's so many people that get parking tickets. I'll bet you that if I print up a ticket that looks like a parking ticket and go around putting it on people's windshields, that." I might get a few hits a day of people, um, you know, going on a computer paying their ticket. You know, uh, in the Bay Area, I mean, up here it's, it's prevalent too, but in the Bay Area, a lot of people, you know, they got to do the Q code thing. You know, that's how you order in a restaurant. Boom, you go to Q code, boom, 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 boom. So this guy prints up, I don't know, a couple of hundred parking tickets with his own Q code on it. And he goes walking along the, the beach parking area in Santa Cruz, and he's putting parking tickets on people's cars. Not regular parking tickets, his own parking tickets. He's putting parking tickets on people's cars. And the people are picking up the parking tickets, and if you want to pay this immediately, just scan the Q code, and boom, you go to the website, and you do your thing. 
And evidently, he's making enough money off of this. You know, because people today, again, you get a ticket. How many times do you go fight the ticket? Right? None. It's cheaper for you. If you get a $25 ticket, you probably figure it's cheaper for me to just Q-code this thing, pay the ticket, and get the hell out of Dodge. Right? Well, that's exactly what he figured, and he was right. <laughs> people were picking up the tickets, scan, you know, doing the scan, Q-coding him the money, uh, PayPal, however he was doing it. And um, and he was making some coin doing it down in Santa Cruz. Well, obviously, the people that give out the real tickets became a bit upset when they found this out. So last week, they went down and they arrested the guy for fraud and this and that, you know, and whatever million things they could they could pin on him. Personally, if I was Santa Cruz, I probably would have put him in charge of the parking ticket program because he figured out a way to get people to quickly pay their parking tickets. But you can't say that these kids today aren't industrious. You can't say that they're not thinking. You can't say it. <laughs> I know it's wrong. It's criminal. It's horrible. It's a scam. But you gotta give them a little bit of a little bit of play here. It's uh, had you seen it before? I, I had I had never seen anybody do that before. And uh, it, it's such a you know, especially in a tourist town. Where, you know, people aren't living there. People aren't going to go and, and go to court and fight the ticket. They're going to pay the ticket and go. It's, um, I don't know, maybe you took a trip to Mexico and saw how it works down in Tijuana with the federales down there or something. <laughs> but I thought, you know, I, I just, I was sitting with the story, man. I just thought this dude, he's, uh, he, he's got, he's got, the brain going on here. He has got something happening. And I thought that that was, uh, I, I almost want to make him the story of the year, but he was, he was uh, exceptional. So uh, congratulations to him and uh, 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 happy new year in jail. I don't know if he got out on bail or not. Also, the smart thing might be when you get a parking ticket and you're in a tourist town, is to uh, either mail it in or go to the municipal website and make sure. Because, again, as I said, this guy was so successful at this that I can't believe that there are other people that aren't going to see this and copy him. Because, really, if you think about it, it was a, a very, very smart um, deal uh, that he came up with. All right, uh Couple of more quick things here. I want to. Uh, I want to uh, talk about a friend of mine quickly before we go. Uh, I have a friend that uh, does what I do down in Portland. His name is Nick Miles. He's uh, past president of our association, and. Nick Miles last week, for his Christmas, put together uh, a group of people who went out through a blizzard and transported an animal rescue vehicle out to Omaha 
picked up uh, a bunch of uh, foster dogs and brought them back. They had to deliver the vehicle out to Omaha, to the animal rescue out there, and then come back with these animals, with these dogs. And so Nick called up a bunch of people in our industry, writers and so on and so forth, people that are called, and he got um, Jeep and he got a, a couple of other companies to get them four-wheel drive vehicles so they could make the trip. And to also, um, he got, and this was the really cool part because it wasn't just corporate. He got a bunch of people that do what I do, basically, to go on a trip with him, to drive it in shifts. Uh, my friend John Vincent, my friend Jeff Schurchmead. I, I actually would have gone uh, to do it as well, uh, but you had to have airline miles, or I don't know. They didn't ask me or something. They asked me. They didn't ask me. I volunteered, and I didn't make the cut. I wasn't good enough to go. But that doesn't mean that I don't think it's a great thing. I thought it was an excellent thing. They went and they drove through a blizzard. They drove through snow, through ice, through muck. Uh, and, and so many people, uh, again, put uh, just a wonderful, wonderful effort uh, that showed what human beings that know each other a little bit can do when they put their mind to it. Because of these people who dedicated themselves, Nick Miles organized it, but again, Jeff Jersey, John Vincent, Harvey Briggs was in on this thing, bunch of people that uh, are, are Facebook friends or that I know from the business because they all did it, these dogs are having a better life today. And I just want to congratulate them. And I want to leave you with that story for New Year's because I think that's just such a wonderful, heartwarming story for this time of year. And in a year where we saw so much go wrong, I wanted to end the show on something that went right this year. And that was the coming together of people with a commonality to perform a mission of mercy and to make things work. You know what? They're not the only ones that do it. It happens every day in this country. You just have to look for it. That's going to do it. I wish you all a very happy new year. Thanks a lot to uh, Keith Slater of American Graphics, George Jackson. If you need promotional items, please look George Jackson up on Facebook. And most of all, thanks to Nathan for making the show run so smoothly. We will catch up with you next Saturday morning if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise, both on YouTube and Facebook. Have a good week, folks. Happy New Year. All right, now let's see if we can find first. No, that's not it. Believe me, it's in there somewhere. No matter how rough you treat a rebel, it's awfully hard to hurt it. A survey of professional driving schools shows that they use more of our cars than any other kind. How am I doing? A lot better than yesterday. Turn left. I can't do it while you're watching me. Okay, turn left. How does it feel the first time out in traffic, Mr. Moss? Mr. Moss? Mr. Moss? Look out for the truck! What truck? The rebel has held its own against some of the worst drivers in the world. Should I turn the windshield wiper on? At this point, it looks like the rebels are going to outlast the teachers. This overheated radiator shouldn't have happened. Or this street windshield in the rain. Or this dead battery here. 
Shouldn't somebody check those things for you every time? Your Texaco dealer does. That's his promise. Your Texaco dealer not only promises to check the things everyone ought to, he'll double-check, too. He'll check your battery. Double-check the battery cables. Check your oil. Double-check the fan belt. Check your radiator. Double-check the radiator cap. Clean your windshield. And double-check the wiper blades. What's more, your Texaco dealer's service and courtesy includes a smile and a thank you. That's his promise. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. The big, bright Texaco star! No matter how you say it, Cruce con la verde, en el medio pierde. It always means the same thing. Attraversate soltanto al segnale verde, mai nel mezzo della strada. Cross at the green, not in between. Que tariba de gas norden wenn es green, nicht erge zwischen den mitten vom block. It means cross at the corner, never in the middle of the block. Don't walk until the light turns green. Always cross at corners where motorists expect you and where you can see them. Cross at the green, not in between. In any language, it's a way of life. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Use your eyes to look up. Use your ears to hear. Walk up to the corner when the coast is clear. And wait, and wait, until you see the light turn green. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle.